Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, folks, welcome in. Uh, Wednesday edition, Three Dudes with a View. We're on a short week here as we weren't here Monday. Uh, it's a rainy day out there right now. We'll see how that goes as the day goes on. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is not feeling well, and he's at home. Get well, Clayton. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody out there. Yes, yeah, another rainy day. Going to mess up my golf tea time today. Oh, man. What time were you going, Mr. York? Uh, about 12. Oh, me. Well, maybe it, it could still. I might I might be able to make it. Might yeah. be able to snip it in, you know? Yeah. yeah. What's your handicap, Mr. York? How do you play golf? Where, what's your, where, you play, where do you play? And how do you I, play? I, I play different courses. Uh, my handicap is probably around uh, 15, something like that. Yeah. And native son, favorite son, 1977 graduate of Central High School, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Uh, well, folks, the, the, I'm not sure where we ought to go this morning. We've uh, let's go to school board, Dell. Uh, well, we can go back there if you want to, Mister York. Where Where would you like to go there? Where we... Well, you know, it's under new leadership. Uh, Fulbright did not run for re-election, and we have Mister Sims as the board chair, Mister Carter as the vice chair, and uh, Mister Lindsay, chair pro temp. Uh, Miss McGee as uh, the election. Miss McGee is the TLN representative. Miss Irvin as the sick bank trustee, and Miss Julia Brown as uh, the sick bank trustee alternate. So you got new leadership, and hopefully they will move the county forward in terms of educating thirteen thousand kids and eighteen hundred appro- approaching eighteen hundred employees. Wow. Uh, well, Mr. York, I, I didn't realize that was happening last night. I assume it happened last night at the school board meeting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know most of those folks uh, at all, uh, but I, I, I'm like you. I mean, they've got a great trust, and I'm, I wish them the best. I mean, uh, Yeah. Michael did a, a good job. You know, as chairman, he represented my district over here, District 4, so – We've had a lot of represent, representation in di- coming from District 4, but Mr. Sims ought to be able to do a great job. And I, I just had a little comment I made during the school board that they need to rely on all the board members, and, and a chair can only be as good as his board members, you know? Right. Well, I, I'd say our thanks should go – my thanks do go out to Michael Fulbright for serving, uh, uh, you know, it, it, I, I'm sure as school board chair or even the school board member, but your phone rings off the wall when people, or wherever it rings these days, in your pocket, whatever. I mean, your phone rings when people uh, are upset with you, disagree with you, or mad about something. And your phone never rings with people calling up to say, hey, great job. Thank you for your service. That's right. Yeah. That's about the way it goes. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast. And uh, so we've got to pause and reflect and thank those folks who are serving. Uh, And as much as we may say, well, they ought to do this or they ought to do that. Well, you know, uh, 
head on down and put your name in the hat. And, <laughs> and they got laws and guidelines and policies on what they ought to do, you know? Right, right. But, I, I mean, it's – well, you know, I, I think – I think when they're changing up, it's it's time to thank those who have served and uh, time to thank those who are uh, new to service. Uh, Willing to get into the fire. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's that's like I said, it's 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 a it's a job where it, it, it doesn't pay. What <laughs> it doesn't pay anything, does it, Mr. York? Or maybe. Uh, well, it pays a little bit, but I mean, it's not worth. Uh, sometimes you wonder if it's worth the, the the challenges that you have to face day day in and day out by individual folks that really don't know anything about boardsmanship or laws or policy or requirements that the school board has to do, you know, and that, that but, takes a toll on I mean, people sometimes. You aren't, you aren't going to make a living off of serving on the school board or even pay rent, you know. No, no, that might buy you a couple of burgers or something, you know. That's about it. And the, uh, the, the board hired Ventura, the superintendent, right? That's what the board does? That's the chain of command, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's the only employee the board has, the director of schools. Right, and so y'all backing her against the principal right now? I mean, that's a personnel matter between the director and her employees. You know, I Whether think, you back or not, that's your preference, but it's a personnel matter between the director and her and 1,800 employees. So you, so you back her. Oh, I mean, well, I think Mr. York indicated yesterday that he does. I've not uh, taken a public <clears throat> position, Ron. Um, the uh, uh, Although I certainly would like to see uh, – I mean, in terms of Lisa Steele versus—I mean, Lisa, excuse me, Lisa Ventura versus Michael Steele. I mean, there's one doesn't have to exclude the other. I certainly would like to see. Yeah. Uh, My understanding, he hasn't been terminated. He's been suspended. Is suspended, what I understand. Suspended without pay. I think that leads yeah, to termination. That doesn't eventually. mean termination. Uh, so the, the hostile work disciplinary. Well, well, I, I mean, if you I need to find the hostile workforce, I, so they create just by questioning her. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I don't know. You have to ask her, Ron. Right? Well, I, I don't know her. the details. You have to ask her why she did you, that. You know, and if she played the tape, well, you know yeah. that that's the tape. I mean, is Main Street Murray ask her, yeah, or anyone, Delk, or does anyone ask why, what, what what was the hostile workforce that he created by just questioning her on that yeah. issue? Well, and Ron, let me say this. I'm very much for Dr. Steele continuing as principal at Columbia Central High School. Now, that, in terms of, that doesn't necessarily exclude uh, Director Ventura. I mean, that's, um, right. so, I, I mean, if you're for, if you're saying for Ventura, I'm not against Ventura. I am definitely for uh, uh, Dr. Steele continuing as principal at, at Columbia Central High. Now, Ron, you heard both the uh, – uh, I sent you down the recordings from the uh, – yeah, listened yesterday. From what I heard, yeah, I listened yesterday. It struck me that's not a fireball offense. You just – I mean, I pushed back against management my whole career. I mean, they, they didn't love me, but I always, I always felt like I had a good case. I mean – you don't fire somebody over disagreement of opinion or tone or whatever. It just strikes, especially a very popular principal that you're lucky to have who has has great metrics. From what I'm told, has turned the school around. My understanding he hasn't been fired, Ron. Suspension means not to work without pay for a period of time. I've suspended many folks. I love that. As a I've Democrat. fired some people. When you yeah. fire somebody, they don't come back. When you suspend somebody, they come back. 
And that's a, a method of trying to change behavior of the employee. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know enough about. It. I just, I just know the tapes I heard. It didn't sound like to me it's a hostile environment. I mean, since hostile, tell somebody you're suspended for a hostile environment it sounds like a left wing type of uh, That's not way left-wing. to get rid of somebody. It's just, oh my, you hurt my feelings, so therefore, you know, you got to go on suspension. Um, it's a business procedure, and the person in charge has to make that decision on what the employee has done. If she determines or he determines something is done out of order, they can take certain disciplinary action. Well, what, was, what, was, what do you do out of order? I don't know. Yeah, okay, there we go. So, I mean, right. you have to ask her what he did out of order, you know? I think she made her point that he created a hostile working environment, which to well, me just sounds like he pushed back on the issue where he was not informed about a guy on campus, the AR-15. That's the terminology that was used, but that could mean a number of different actions by an employee. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll just let it play out, right, Del? Yeah. That's what I say. Let it play out. (laughs) But she doesn't have to present her proof to anybody, right? Uh, There's an appeal, I think, to the school board, and at that point she would have to uh, present her reasoning to the school board. Yeah, her case to the school board. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. That- the, the fund, fundamentally, a principal of the school is fla- failing. You said it was one out of five at one time, right? If I got the data right, one out of five rankings at one time when he took over? Right. Yeah, I'm not, I've found out more about those rankings. They're pretty meaningless. Uh, okay. That one through five business, yeah, that's uh, – you know, but, the, the, you always see you rank this and rank that. Then you go behind the rankings and you find out that those uh, that those rankings are, are rankings that have to do with how much. Uh, well, it's it's pretty complicated, but it, it, it they do not measure how many people or students are operating on a grade level, which is really the rankings that we're all looking for. And, but, um, but y'all missed the point, Del, and, yeah. and Ron's missing the point, but too. But by all accounts, I don't Dr. Care C, if, I, an, if, if an employee has a 10, has raised the school system to a 10, and based on the director's discretion, he has done something that, that offends that director or did something that violated some principles, then she has the right to take disciplinary action. If, if he was the greatest, okay, so someone, if he had the greatest numbers in the world, that somebody has nothing that can to do take with disciplinary action. I, I don't think that's we, we probably offend people all day long, Mr. York. I mean, well, depends, offending somebody is not not reason for firing or suspending people. Well, it, it depends. Me. It depends what? on what the situation was depends. based on what that employee he said did. Someone got offended to that so director. There's no way. There's no way you can example. come into a. You, no way you come into a bureaucratic school system and change it without breaking some eggs, without without being aggressive and being just doing some things that are going to offend people. You just that's the status quo. That's what scares people from actually coming in and doing things that are meaningful. It can change the course of the school uh, because they get fired because they offended somebody. Well, I mean, Ron, Ron, I agree with you on that. But here's the deal. If an employee does something against their boss that they deem is insubordinate or contrary to what their principles are, they have a right to take action. That boss has well, a right to take action. Doing, what if the boss is doing something wrong? What if the boss well, is doing something wrong? Well, well, the boss is the boss. You can appeal. 
you can say, hey, I don't think my boss is doing right and, and see where it goes. But the only employee that the school board has is the director. Well, you know, let, let's Dr. Steele, by all accounts, I don't know what the scores are, but by all accounts, he's really changed the atmosphere out there at Central High School a positive way. And, and that's a good thing, Dale. That's a good thing. And what Central's been through, like four or five principals in four or five years, something like that. And uh, so, uh, you know, maybe he could provide some continuity, some stability. He has a, a proven record uh, where he was in Nashville, one of the – I can't remember the school in Nashville, but uh, it was one of the worst. And he uh, was, uh, by all reports, very successful there. So he has a proven track record of success in troubled schools. Uh, and as somebody said the other day, now what what he was upset about, and what he what he 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 was, uh, several members of his faculty were criticizing uh, Lisa Ventura, saying we didn't know that you know three months ago, four months ago, this guy was in our school or on our school grounds with an assault rifle with no authority whatsoever to be there, and they were shocked by that. And Dr. Steele heard that and stood up for his faculty and said, you know, I didn't know. My district didn't know. My district did not inform me. I was, even though uh, Lisa Ventura apparently knew within like a week after the incident that Roy, uh, what's his name? Roy was on the uh, the campus with a firearm without authority. She knew uh, from May 3rd. from May all the way down to close to the end of August without informing uh, Dr. Steele about Roy, what's what's Roy's last name? Brooks. Roy Brooks. And uh, and and she didn't inform him. And it, as, as he's going, you know, what if he'd come in the school during the summer? You know, I should have known who he was, gotten a picture of him uh, to be able to protect my students and faculty. Similarly, by all reports, the school board was not informed that uh, that uh, this person being an unauthorized person. Was, was thinking on keeping it quiet? Just I not can't figure people. that out. And as somebody said, well, I guess they maybe not trying to alarm people and dealing with it. I mean, I, I guess, I guess there's, there's some, some merit. As somebody said, though, if if she, if Lisa Ventura had just told Principal Steele and the chair of the school board when she knew back in May what what had happened. This whole thing would be a nothing ball. Let me let me share a little quick thing, right? And to try to enlighten right, you. A the, lot of people got their she, underwear up around their neck for, for this. I had an employee one time. I was in a, a group meeting, team meeting, and he tried to crack a joke, called me Uncle Remus. I took it as being derogatory in that meeting. I let everybody go to work. I called in my office and I said, if you ever do that again, I will take further disciplinary action. I'm going to put an entry in your record. I put an entry in his record. He complained about it, and it stayed in his record. That's taking action by a superior that the superior deems necessary. You know, it's personal, though. I mean, I, I, the job of, I, I get it. I guess. Okay. You know, well, I mean, I, I get that. Uh, all right, let's take a break yeah. and come back. Yeah.
Sparks Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group. 
or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. The sun is rising Most definitely A new day is coming Alright, we're back Tommy James and the Shondells, folks It's good, good music from a different era my name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is not feeling well. We hope he gets well, comes back, and joins us tomorrow. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How you doing, man? Good morning, Del. It's 22 years worth it, baby. It's 22 years worth it. 22 years of what? Prison. The proud Rico, Ontario, got sentenced to 22 years yesterday. Well, I, yeah, it's ridiculous. Ron Hart, uh, native son, favorite son, 1977 graduate of Central High School. Good morning. Good morning. I, you know, I didn't want to. I mean, if you if the fact that you're celebrating that is Miss yeah. York is that, that's disturbing the of the whole situation. You yeah. guys just take pleasure in other people's pain. The guys trespassed. He wasn't even there. Trespassed on, on, on the people's house. The people's house, they go in there, and they should have done some things they did. This is a trespassing charge. This is not 22 years in federal prison. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And and, uh, people see the two-tier justice system where, you know, they um, have burned down cities all across the country. And I I guess people assume, well, it'd be, you know, it's hard to identify them, hard to prosecute them. Well, no, they can identify and prosecute anybody who is any one of these riots. They just choose not to, and uh, but then, you know, and, and only you know, th- you you would never ever, you probably in Nashville, Tennessee, would not have gotten a verdict on this case, Mr. York. And if you did get a verdict, and I was a federal prosecutor. If you did get a verdict, you know, you, you would have gotten something like probably three years of probation, something like that. Uh, our our. Judicial system in Washington D.C. is utterly corrupt, and uh, you know I, I see these. Ju- I'm used to district judges being, you know, our district judges here, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, 
Uh, here in Middle Tennessee, our Nashville district judges are, are very somber, capable, uh, hardworking people. And I see these district judges in D.C. who are supposed to be the equivalent, but they remind me more of General Sessions judges, justices and I mean judges in Shelby County. They're just hacks. They're, 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 they're not capable. They're not hardworking. They're not even good legal scholars. But they, they do have an agenda. They were appointed by Bush. Well, it doesn't matter. It you doesn't. know, when, when you do wrong, Dale, you do wrong. When this guy engaged in the conspiracy. This is a political to, to prosecution. January 6th. He should have paid for the crime he did. I'm going to 22 got years, joint, Mr. York. Say what? 22 years. Yeah, 22 years. 22 years. I'm, I'm going to read you a statement by uh, Ron. You can. You're going to agree with this by Newt Gingrich, and you know I know you can all you're going to go. Newt Gingrich is a partisan Republican and all that kind of thing. But uh, one thing Newt and I share in common is you know we're, we're historians, and Newt's a very capable and prof professional historian. And uh, you know what what we when we look look out around the country right now, we try to look to the past to give us some guidance as the future as to what the future holds. And both Newt and I have been thinking, looking at 1860 and 61, of course, when the country divided into the Civil War. Uh, 1876, when we had another constitutional crisis, almost setting off another Civil War. And we're seeing, uh, which, was, which was stopped calm by some somber thinking on both sides. And... What we're seeing here is a pattern that is very similar to uh, what we saw at the outbreak of the Civil War, and uh, we're concerned by it. And uh, I'm going to, you know, and, and again, I, I, you can take this as a political statement if you want, but I think Newt Gingrich here is talking about history as a guide to what's going to happen in the future. I think what you're seeing tonight, and I'm not sure when this was, Newt was speaking, is one tree in a forest. And I think we are drifting toward the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s and the rise of secession in the Civil War. I don't mean that as hyperbole. If you read Andy McCarthy's remarkable book, Ball of Collusion, which came out in 2019, he makes it very clear that it is Barack Obama who corrupts the Justice Department. It is Hillary Clinton who <laughs> routinely breaks the law and gets away with it. And now we have Joe Biden who has learned he's who has learned who we have Joe Biden who has learned he's learned from Obama that it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a liberal Democrat, you will not be prosecuted. He learned from Hillary that a person in high public office can get millions and millions of dollars. And they learned from watching Donald Trump that a true outsider willing to take on the entire system could destroy their entire machine. So what you're seeing across the country is the desperate last-ditch effort of the corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law, and establishes a moment of bitterness that I think will last for a generation or more. I think this is going to be a horrendous period in America, and we just need to understand the people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law, lie about any topic, and manipulate you in any way they can. And that includes 
the elite news media. That is where we are in this country today. And, Miss York, the fact that that's you... Ju- that's just an opinion of someone who tries to pick on someone when this country was going down the tubes. Barack Obama got elected as president. He, along with other folks, collaborated and got this country back up where it could operate economically. And now, you know, he's the blame for everything. Yeah. And Joe Biden's the His background was in finance. He really was quite champion of the capitalist system. And his background was in finance. It was a great job that he did there. But well, the what thing, do you do, Mr. The thing I said, there's too many people like Ron that's making money. There's too many people like he saved this country from going down how? the tube. How, Mr. York? How? By policies. By policies. Policies. It's policies. I got you. People like Ron live what, off what the policies? land of What investment. policies did he have, Mr. York? People like Ron live off the you land can't of say, investment. You can't name, a, name one policy. The banking this policy. The, automo- the automobile policy. It was policy already in place. Bush, Bush put it in Paulson. It was in place. He gave them he a loan. In. He gave the banks a loan. His policy to give them loans. Oh, he bailed out stuff. the banks. He, he bailed, bailed out, out GM. He bailed out Chrysler. He, he bailed out, out Ford. Okay. So that, that, but you it, that was already the, in place, you, by the way. That, off the rich that, land all that was already in place with Paulson and Bush. It was already in place. What do you, you do beyond that? You live off the rich land of this country. And people that with money are not looking at a civil war that Delt talks about all the time. People are trying to make war. a living. You have more millionaires in this country than ever before. And they are not gonna put they're not gonna that. put down their paper money and pick up a musket. They want to no, continue they, to make money and live I think good what lives. Del, well, so can, just a Del, few Del of you don't you're talking mind. about Mr. York. If we, can't get along, if we can't get along as a country without war, without sedition, without anything else, I think we could divide the country along the Mason-Dixon line, basically with the Wyoming, some Oregon, Western, uh, Eastern Oregon, places like that, and say, okay, we don't get along. We don't agree on many things. Let, me finish. A- Let me finish. And we Go split ahead. up, like like North Dakota, South Dakota, like South South Carolina, North, North Carolina. Draw a line there. It could be obviously easy to pass and just separate our finances and, and our philosophies and see who does best. That's yeah, I think that may wish, well Ron. that may That's well happen, Ron. Wish. That's yeah, I'm, a I'm not saying wish. it's going to be a this, war. That's this that, that's not going to that's, reason, that's reason Washington D.C., especially Democrats, were so unnerved about January 6th because you don't want anybody to break rank. You want to build a whip and 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 beat everybody in, into compliance with what you want them to do, and you're scared to death when there's pushback. And that's you know again the January 6th guys uh, don't condone it. But I'm just saying that 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 is a proxy for the anger in America, as is a song, you know, "Rich Men of Richmond." You know that uh, this uh, Oliver Anthony song. There's a said, strong feeling that this country is out, out of control, context. and it's led by Democrats, mostly on the on the on the odd side. He said that was not a political song for a Republican or a Democrat. Now, His own words. Y'all we'll love to says. try to he pushed y'all back love to try taxes. to tack on to somebody's statement to, to try to oh, make yeah, a that's statement. What, that's where y'all would, that way y'all would leave him alone. That's probably why he's not canceled yet. But you think about what the song says, Mister York. He pushes back about the welfare system. He pushes back about taxes. 
What else? And he, and, you know, he talks, he pushes back about inflation. Those are three things he touched on. Who, who's who, who's on the better side of those issues? And that's across this country, Ron. It's in every state. There are rich people that are abusing the working man. Oh, there are rich people that are abusing the working man. Mr. York, you're Richmond, perfect. Uh, north of Richmond, he's talking about Washington D.C. I don't care what you say. He's talking about. I'm saying it's all across the country. Well. Your, your, you are. We work. We we're passing laws in Arkansas to work fourteen-year-old kids. Miss York. Oh gosh, no. But anyway, that, yes, indeed. I work oh, as a fifteen-year-old kid. That's illegal. Uh, the Miss um, York, you're a perfect work. example of what Newt Gingrich and I look at 1860 and worry about uh, happening again today. You, there's not a bit of compromise in you. There's not any willingness to say. What? When you all are spewing untruths and disinformation, what's the okay. compromise All right. Now? How can we live in the same country? What you untruths, know? what disinformation? You never say anything. You I never mean, say what you're talking about. Mr. York, do you not have any, ab- any facts? All right, do you not have any ability to say, Del, Ron, what is it about the 22 years that upset you? How does that make you feel? Why do you feel that that's wrong? How could we come together and maybe do, you know, half that sentence and have a compromise and move this country forward? There's not a bit of that in you, and it's if not you, in the Democratic no. Party. It's not in the media. It's out of you your hands. It's out it. of my hands. The judge made that determination, Delk, and you know it. I I'm just talking about writ large. You're laughing about it. You're but you tell it. me why you think that, that 22 years was ex- extraordinary. I've told because you because there's a trespassing charge. Crack that, people in prison for crack and things like that are wrong. That's like you know they did nothing more drugs. serious than ripping off a bathroom sink in the restroom on the trace. You know, I mean th- th- this is ridiculous. And the judge didn't see it that way, Odell. Well, these I told you, all and, these and the DC judge judges the ultimate are, arbiter. are political pawns. They're political pawns, partisan hacks. Pointed by Bush. And they're by Bush. Well, the pool to pick from so. of lawyers to serve in DC is a cesspool. You know, I mean, it's the whole thing is a cesspool. And there's a cesspool in Nashville right now. Well, there's a cesspool. The cesspool is in Washington, D.C. And again, Mr. York, there's no compromise. There's there is nothing in you. And I'm using you as an example for the Democratic Party and the media. There's nothing in you that says, "Okay, Ron Delk, why are you upset by this? I I hear what you're saying, but but it doesn't Mm. make sense. If a man okay. is conspiring, well, you don't make to sense to us. A, you don't make sense a, to us either, Mr. York. So, if a man is conspiring to overthrow a legal uh, so procedure in Washington, should we that buy you a sedition? Should we buy you a free one-way bus ticket to Washington or California? Either way, we'll do it. I can go when I want to. I don't have. You don't have to buy me anything. I, I know. I, you, I we know. split the country in half. Would you go? Would you move? Go to? Uh, why would, would you, you split? Why would this country split in half? Any reasonable we can't person get with any kind. No Again, people just the, just the fact that you say, why would this country split in half, takes us right back to 1860. They wouldn't talk to each other. They would not say, oh, let's sit down and work this out. And you know what? 600,000 people died. All right, let's take a break. There are laws in this country, Del. Laws in this country. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Alert, alert! 
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. If you happy and you know it clap your hands if you're happy and you know it clap your hands if you're happy and you know it then your face will surely show it if you're happy and you know it clap your hands when you see the happy face on our truck you'll be smiling because you know that you're in luck when you fixed up and you know it healer solved it like you hoped it if you're happy and you know it shout it out Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. You'll have to see it to believe it. 
Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. I'm not on. There we go. We are back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is uh, not feeling well today. We hope he gets better and joins us tomorrow. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. 187,000 jobs available. One and a half jobs open for every American that wants to get more work. Um, 187,000 jobs available. That's wrong. Ron Hart, native son, favorite son of Columbia, <laughs> 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School. Good morning. Good morning. 3.8 unemployment. Right. There's not 187,000 jobs available. You're wrong no, about that again. I said that the economy created 187,000 jobs. You didn't, first of all, you didn't say half, that. One and a half jobs available for every American that wants to take on more work. That's right. But you, what you said was wrong to start. Well, if Facts I was don't wrong, matter. I just corrected yeah. it. So, yeah, the economy is doing a bit better. What? I'll say 3.8 unemployment. How do you like them numbers, Ron? You're a financial wizard. Yeah, it's, it's good because, uh, you know, the economy is creating jobs. There's no doubt about it. Inflation is a problem. R- wages are a problem. A lot of people are sitting at home. A lot of people left the wet workforce. That's another thing. Labor participation, I think, is an important an important number, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that the people have to work to pay the bills and you know for gas. What do you think about uh, some companies are not uh, are trying to curtail remote working? Do you think that's a good thing or bad thing? Up to them, it's I causing think. a lot I of discussion. Yeah, it's a good idea if they're, they're productive. There's a, a software program, the Salesforce. Stock symbol CRM that does monitoring of phone calls, a little bit big brotherish. But if you have a Salesforce that drives, you know, say 45 minutes to Nashville to work in a building and put a headset on, make phone calls, why can't you do that from home if you can monitor their, you know, how many calls they're making and, and their results? So yeah, to me, you certainly unclog the highways, the, the, you know, the, you know, the 440 and, and the highways around Nashville with people not commuting to work if they can work from home, if they're just as productive. You save yeah. the environment with gas and, yep. and, and carbons, et cetera. It does make sense to me, but there's also a sense of community and uh, spread decor at work that you don't get sitting at home. 
So businesses have to make that decision. I I tell you what I do know, government loves sitting at home. Teachers unions love sitting at home. TVA, hardly anybody goes in the TVA building in in Chattanooga. It's an empty shell of a building. So government workers barely, you know, they they basically use that as an excuse not to work. So I don't like to sit in government. Business can make their own decision because their own money's at risk. So if they're being monitored, you know, all businesses and concerns have monitors to know when people are working, when they're not working, if you know, they work from home. Uh, and, and you know, I ran into an old friend of mine uh, this weekend who's now general counsel to a very large North American corporation. And one of the problems they're having, though, is if they tell folks, okay, you got to come back to the office, they just don't. They quit. Yeah. So uh, that's 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 a factor, and the government's a whole different thing. I hear Washington's a ghost town. The TVA building in Chattanooga is a ghost building, you know. Ghost town. And uh, so, yeah, it would be it would be great to be a government worker again and working remotely. Um, I want to go back to this twenty two years that you take so much joy in one of the January six defendants, Mister York. You know, I I was a federal prosecutor for twenty five years, and there were a number of occasions where I. You know, um, had the people I prosecuted sentenced to 20 years or more. And in the federal system, you're going to serve it. You know, the, the, you're not going to get out. You're not going to you're not going yeah. to get paroled. It's not going to happen. And even though I thought that I had done the right thing, you know, I never took any joy in it. You know, I would say to myself and others, you know, job well done. This is the right thing to do. But I never took joy in uh, having a person suffering. Yeah, having a person, no matter what they'd done. I but never. I'm not taking joy. Yes, I'm you just are. Yes, you are. That he got yes, you are. Years. Yes, you, you know, are. You're not in my brain. You don't know what I'm thinking. Oh, you I have said, a big grin on I your face. You yeah, I see you smiling, Mr. York. So I can smile if I want to. I mean, I never took joy in, in taking away a, a third of a person's life, you know. Um, Isn't yeah, government supposed to put behind bars people so, who are so government should put behind bars people who are true dangers to society, robbers, murderers, people like that yeah, that really hurt other people. These, these people are 55, 60 years old. They never hurt anybody their whole life. They protested the Capitol, got caught up probably something they shouldn't have. They, you know, the, the government's the only one that killed anybody. They shot an unarmed woman. And there's no no word about where that capital policeman is now. What happened? To he, he or she uh, that shot the, the unarmed protest. The U.S. Attorney. If they're fifty-five years old, Ron, what happened to their common sense in not being involved in something like that? And the, twenty-two what years. And, and Mr. York, you deny that we are on the verge of a of, of a separation of a cataclysm. No, in this we're country. not on. A, we're, we're not on. When you're sitting over there that. talking like that, we are. I mean, I can talk like that because I I think I have a temperature of what the rich people in this country are not going to let a few people like you destroy this nation. Talking about a civil destroy war. Destroy it. I mean, you, you can you can you can not destroy it. East and West Berlin. You have you have different parts of different countries. I think we yeah, can the go communists our own way. set up East and West Berlin, Ron. 
The communists well, still east and west now. You got different people that are, that are there. I'm it's just all saying, together you, now. And every state is a, like is a, is an incubator of, you know, of ideas. I mean, so for example, our states believe in this, and the other states don't. Let's just draw draw a line across the Mason Dixon line somewhere that makes sense, and people decide which side they want to be on, what gov- what type of governments they want. This it's not like we're even close on agreeing yeah, on anything. And it doesn't days. have to be the, the South needs all the other states. Don't miss. Construe it's that, not that we don't get them. We need the China. We need China. We need Mexico welfare too. States. All the southern states are welfare states. No, they're they not. They take more money states. from the federal government than what they send. So don't be illusioned by separation and want the southern states to depend on the southern states because they will not I survive. I don't think that's. I wish you would listen to you, Mister There is nothing there saying, "Hey, let's work out our differences." Nothing. We work out our differences by allowing everybody to vote. That's how we work out our differences. Everybody wants to vote that's eligible needs to vote. It's a tyranny. Um, They're terribly uninformed. And when you can't, you know, Democrats in Tennessee, we're in the minority because of the vote. But that worm's going to churn sooner or later, and we're going to be in the majority. When hell freezes over. Uh, Maybe yeah. not in your lifetime, but in other people's lifetime, it's going to happen, Delt. You keep you keep dumbing down society, you will win one day. Who's dumbing you, down society? Be, I think Vivek Raswami had a great idea. There should be a minimal, a minimal civics test to vote. I think you got to know what's going on to vote. I think yeah, it would I hurt your you party tremendously versus Republicans to have a very minimal even if you become a U.S. citizen, you have to pass a test, right? If you come from another country, there should be some basic tenets of of, of a test you have to take before you can vote. Your you. birthright, your birthright is your ability to vote, Ron. You're trying to do like some Republicans want to move the voting age up to 25 because many of the Generation oh, Z folks that's not are a, voting in a different party. That, your that's not a serious you proposal. Keep all their insurance for 26. You want them to decide what gender they are at age six, yet, yet you don't think they have to pay their student loan at age 18 that they signed the student loan for. That's capital investment, Ron. You're a finance person, isn't that capital, capital investment? investment? What are you talking about? Capital investment. You know, I want yeah, to. That's investing in you. Hang capital. on, folks. Hang on. I want to clarify something here. You know, the way that we might, you know, solve the divide that has our country in its grips at this point. Is not necessary. It could be a civil war, but you know the the Scottish people were so upset that the UK allowed them to af- actually have a referendum as to whether right. they as to whether they wanted to leave the UK or not. And uh, uh, this this happened in the last three or four years. Did Brexit? It you got Brexit. You know that people yeah, have come and gone no, from the, Brexit. Well, the Brexit's something different. The Scottish people were allowed to vote, uh, either stay or go. And they they voted to stay, and but that just the fact that they got to decide apparently quelled the division and let the two sides get along together. So you know, would the United States allow Tennessee to have a vote if we, whether or not we wanted to stay? Uh, and you know, and, and Mr. York, if all the things you're saying are it, true, we might. Isn't win. that states' rights? Can't, can't the legislature can vote on that anytime they want to? That's well, states' rights. Well, they they no, they don't have the right to at this point. They do, do not have the right to 
to vote. The people of Tennessee, nor the legislature of Tennessee, does not have the right to vote as to whether or not to be a part of the union. They don't at this point. That was settled. That would be sedition. Yeah, that was that was settled by the Civil War for sure. <laughs> and uh, but you know the the Congress of the United States, the president. You know, in, in I'm just pointing this out. The fact the UK allowed Scotland to vote, and and ultimately they said no. They voted no. We we don't want to leave and become separate from the UK. But just the fact that they were allowed to vote solved the well, problem. Suppose, suppose no, 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 no. Let me finish, that. Mr. York. Let me finish. The fact that they were allowed to vote solved the problem, healed the division. They weren't held prisoner anymore. They were given a voice. You get you understand what I'm saying, you thick-headed old rascal? No. Let me tell you something. I was thinking, in 1776, we talked about ideals of equality. Not one slave was given equality. But in the 60s, there was access. In the 60s, things changed. Progress was made, and we became more of a multiracial nation. We never reached that goal, but we're still striving for that goal. And here we are, still raising bigots, still raising racists in this country. No one calls for law and order anymore. No one calls for democracy anymore and equal rights for all. What happened to the the, the 1776 ideals? That's my question. What happened? We raised bigots. We raised bigots. So that's government's rule. Your rule and government's role is is you say we raised bigots. Therefore, we're still raising them. We're still raising them, and and people okay, who have racist Okay, what are you going to do about that? I think I, I think the actions of a lot of people cause people to be bigots. I mean, this this. <laughs> Why runs. can your action cause me to be anything? That's an individual thing, Ron. Do you know anything about psychology, Mr. York? What would you do to heal this country at this point? I would I would let people vote and 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 let their voice oh. be the vote that they are due. Make it easy for everybody to vote. Don't put restrictions. Yeah. And then the more we'll dumbasses vote, the better off we'll be. So you don't want people vote. to vote, right, Ron? You want to I don't want dumbasses voting. I don't want well, dumbasses well, voting. Well, they might look at you and say, you're one of those folks. Well, let's take a test. Let's just let's, let's do something on IQ and, and what you know about government. And what, you know, you if, know. You're, if you don't know who the president is, who the vice president is, who your senators are, there's fundamental things people need to be engaged with. Civics has gone out of the door in schools. They don't teach civics anymore. They don't teach the traditional American values. You know, this, this, what's, the, traditional the are, what's traditional American values? The Constitution, how the country was founded, how we evolved over time. That's, you know, again, it's, it's been whitewashed in, in I, many ways. I just said we don't talk about law and order. We don't talk about democracy anymore. We don't talk about being a patriot anymore. We don't talk about law and order. We just talk about law and order.